You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Well, it's uh, 13 after 9, uh, South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. And of course, tonight is the 17th of Rabi'ul Awwal, 1444. Just see how the days are going quick, uh, my beloved listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We do have our beloved senior respected honorable Fadila to start from Lady Smith, our beloved uh, Hazrat Mawlana Salim Karim, Tamad uh, Barakatuhum. And of course, uh, we are still speaking on the seerah of our beloved noble master, Janab Nabiya Karim Muhammad Mustafa Janab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I think this evening, myself and my beloved Ustad, uh, we're going to be touching on love, the love of our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sometimes it's good to ask ourselves how much, how much of love have we felt for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? That's number one. Number two, do we actually practice on the Sunnah of our beloved Nabi Kareem Muhammad Mustafa Janab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Number three is how can we get closer to Rahmatulil Alameen? How? How can we get closer to the Sunnah? How do we do we? Uh, do we increase that love for our beloved Nabi Kareem Muhammad Mustafa Janab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? And before I cross over to our beloved senior Ustad, Hazrat Mawlana Salim Kareem, Damad Barakatuhum, I want to play this for our beloved Ustad. Uh, this is in Arafat's collection, volume 14. And we're going to launch the seed, inshallah, next month, November. And since we are touching on the seerah, of our beloved Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, I'm just I'm just gonna play it for 30 seconds, and then inshallah we cross over to our beloved Fadilatul uh, Ustad Hazrat Malana Salim Karim Damad Barakatum. Just take a listen to this because this evening we're touching on that. How can how how can we build that love, that connection? You know, to love our beloved Nabi sallallahu. Some people say, Ah, Malana, it's just a sunnah. Ah, take a listen to this beautiful nasheed. What a beautiful nut, Nasheed. This is in Arafat's collection, volume 14. One of our sisters, Ustad, uh, actually asked me to play that track. She's from Mauritius and she's listening to you this evening. Ustad, welcome to the discussion. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Mulana ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. <laughs> and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our advices and give us tawfiq to make amal. Amen. And as you chose the topic, that how do we express love to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, express love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the best way is to recite durood and salam. That on one side, you're making the zikr of Allah, and on the other side, you are reciting durood and salam. Two powerful ways of connecting with Allah and His Rasul. So yes, Mawlana, Allah Ta'ala grant the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam Afiyat, Allah protect us from fitness. Allah Ta'ala protect us from distraction. Ameen. Allah Ta'ala keep us on Siratul Mustaqim. Ameen. As long as this Ummat will prevail on the Quran and the Sunnah, Allah's mercy and Rahmat will prevail upon us. <laughs> and as Malana, our way of commencing our program is always to send the Rood and Salam upon the Prophet. Sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. So let's start with the Rood and Salam, insha'Allah, and thereafter 
let's open the discussion to our listeners. It's nice to hear. Mm. Each and every person has a special relationship with Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi salatu salam. Every aspect of Rasulullah's life is a beauty. But tonight, Murana, we want to give our listeners an opportunity to express their feeling of love. That how did they connect to Allah and how did they connect to Rasulullah and how their life has changed mm. when they adopted the sunnah, when they followed the sunnah and brought the sunnah into their lives. Mm. So tonight, we want to hear from our esteemed listeners. SubhanAllah, their love and commitment and appreciation for being the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد رحمة الله اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد فضل الله اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد خلق الله اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد علم الله اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد كرم الله اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد بعدد حروف كلام الله بلغ العلا بكماله كشف الدجا بجماله حسنت جميع خصاله صلوا عليه وآله اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم صدق الله مولانا العظيم Respected brothers and sisters in Islam Be grateful to Allah Thank Allah that He gave you another day in your life to make tawbah to seek forgiveness and come back on the path of Sirat al-Mustaqim. As there's a beautiful saying, that tomorrow, if Allah return our souls in the morning, then tomorrow is the first blank page of a 365-page book. Just remember, tomorrow, inshallah, if you and I wake up, and Allah has returned our souls, then tomorrow is the first blank page of a 365-page book. 
write a good one. In other words, start your deed, start your day with a good deed. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. You know, somebody asked, a non-Muslim asked a Muslim, okay, what's your New Year's resolution? We ask these questions. So a non-Muslim is asking a Muslim, okay, what's your New Year's resolution? The Muslim replied, I review my life five times a day, not once a year. And that's how we should love. When you finish with one namaz, wait for the next salah. When you finish with that salah, wait for the next salah. Mm. So a Muslim, we should review our life five times a day, mm. not just once a year. Haq. One. Number two, Allah Ta'ala has given us the Qur'an, المتقين, a book of guidance. So the beauty of the Qur'an is that you cannot change its message. 1400 years has left. Not a single dot in the Qur'an has changed. Badlega zamana laak magar Qur'an ne badla jayega. Time and years will change. But the Qur'an will never change. So the beauty of the Qur'an is that you cannot change its message. Yes, its message can change you. May Allah Ta'ala make us reciters of the Qur'an. You want to become close to Allah? Then recite the Qur'an. Talil Qur'an. Recite the Qur'an as much as possible. And you see this tongue that Allah has given us, this mouth, it's supposed to be moist with the zikr of Allah. Allama Jami said something nice, you know, I can wash my mouth a thousand times with mushk and amber and make my mouth full of fragrance. Still, I will not be able to make haqqada of reciting durood and salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu salam. The respected brothers and sisters in Islam, my request is that as much as Durood and Salam is shifa for every sickness, mm. it is uh, a solution to all our problems. But let this tongue that Allah has given you and me be in check. Because if this tongue, Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, every morning he is to grab his tongue and pull it hard. And he would address his tongue and say, Khuda ke liye durust raho. For Allah's sake. Be straight. If you are straight and in check, then the entire body will be in check and obedience. Mm. Because the guna starts with the tongue. So may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, Mawlana. We don't know whether we're going to wake up tomorrow or not. Starting with the beautiful Durood. وَدِن خُدَا کَرِكِ مَدِينَ کُجَائِ ہم Shire is saying, May Allah make it a possibility that one day we can go to Madinah Tulmanuwara. اور خاکِ درِ رسول کا سرما لگائے ہم کی سنت to apply کوحل at night before you go to sleep. Allah will strengthen your eyesight Whatever sicknesses of the eye, the difficulties, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will grant you shifa. It's a sunnah of Rasulullah. Apply surma to your eyes, your right eye and your left eye. So this shayar is saying, May Allah take all of us to Madinah Tulmanawara. May Allah Ta'ala put the love of Madinah in our hearts. Or khake dare rasul ka Surma lagaye ham. You know, the dust and the sand, we could use that as the surma that we will apply in our eyes. Allahumma salli ala ruhi Sayyidina Muhammadin fil arwah. Wa salli ala jas Muhammadin fil ajsaad. 
وصلي على قبر سيدنا محمد في القبور that whoever will recite this durood inshallah ladies he will get the opportunity to see rasulullah in his dream allahu akbar subhanallah what a great ni'mat but just not reading this durood is sufficient we have to be muttabi'a sunnah in every action of ours together reading this durood over and over again alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala will give you and me an opportunity, Alhamdulillah, of seeing Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Salatu Wasalam in our team. Number two, we need to make a dua to Allah. Our Iman is at stake. What is happening in our country and in our surroundings today, we have to worry. Forget about our wealth. We forget about our possessions. We have to worry about the most expensive gift that Allah has given us, and that is our iman. So Allah Ta'ala grant you and me tawfiq to read this durood. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad salatan daimatan bidawamik. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad Salatan daimatan bitawamik. Inshallah, read this dude 50 mm. times morning and evening. Allah will protect your iman. Mm. Allah Ta'ala will grant you husni khatima. Subhanallah. Allah Ta'ala will fill your heart with nur and marifat. And the dua that we must ask Allah for. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min munkirat al-akhlaq. والأعمال والأهواء. If you want your iman to be strong and powerful, then, oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from evil character. منكرات الأخلاق. The question here is: Is our akhlaq impeccable? Is our akhlaq beautiful enough to win people? And be the true ambassadors of Islam. So this du'a must be read daily. Du'a for protection from bad character. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min munkiratil akhlaq. Wal-a'mal. Allah protect me from evil deeds. And Allah protect me from evil desires. As my Ustad used to say, Niya tum log, tum logo ki kaam karo. Try and help humanity. Try and help your family. Try and help yourself. Allah Ta'ala tumara kaam karega. Allah will help you. Niya tum logo ki kaam karo. Help people. Serve humanity. Hadith of Rasulullah, Wallahi fi awni al-abd. Ma kaan al-abd fi awni akhi. Wallahi fi awni al-abd. Allah will take care of you as long as you take care of the bandha. Subhanallah. Man kana fi hajati akihi. Whoever will help his Muslim brother. Kana Allahu fi hajati. Allah will definitely help him. You see, Dostu Azizu, as I said in the beginning, may Allah take us all to Medina. As this beautiful Nazam and Nasheed we always hear. When your vehicle or your bus or your car reaches the outskirts of Medina and you can see the minaret, subhanAllah, you can see the lights, you can see the noor of Allah, Rabbul Alameen, your heart is so excited. People are crying. I've seen people cry in the bus. They became ashik. They became emotional. But the shair is saying, I don't know whether I should make shukr. Sujood, I should fall into sajda and make shukr to Allah. Rabbul Alameen, you have brought me to the beautiful city of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I don't know. Oh, I should control my heart. My heart is 
pumping. Ji, with the love of Allah in his Rasool. Ji, Muhammad ka chokat nazar aagaya. Allah Akbar. The beautiful dome of Rasulullah, the Rosa Mubarak of Rasulullah mm. is in front of me. So respected brothers, if you want sab kuch jo kuch hasil hua, whatever you and I have achieved, ji, jo kuch humne paaya hui, brood se paaya, whatever you and I have achieved in life, is because of reciting brood sharif upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One great, great Ali, the Hazrat Malan Abdul Rahman, thanks to Radha Badi Rahmatullahi. And somebody asked him, What's the translation of this ayat? Mm. Follow me, and Allah will love you. So he gave a beautiful translation of this ayat. Follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah will love you. That's the translation. Follow in my footsteps. If you follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. So, as we always say that the first 20 minutes, of our bayan on Friday or Thursday night is on the sajda and the durood and salam on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Marana, I want to tell you one ajeeb incident. We, we're talking about Siratul Nabi. We're talking about the life of Rasulullah. And until when they wait for the reply from our esteemed listeners, how they felt, you know, when they saw the beautiful city of Medina, how they felt close to Rasulullah. How they felt connected. What was their initial reaction? One of the most beautiful tarif of Rasulullah, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Gharibo Kawali Ghulamo Kamaula. Gharibo Kawali. Rasulullah looked after the needy and poor. Or Ghulamo Kamaula. And Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to those who were slaves. That was the akhlaq of Rasulullah. He cared for the poor and needy. He cared for those who were slaves. Gharibo kawali ghulamo kabaula. There's an incident. It's to show you that there is no replacement in this world. Nothing in this world can ever replace the rozai mubarak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Allama Zafar Uthmani rahmatullahi right? That, you know, on the occasion of Hajj, there was an orphan child. They were having meals. After eating meals, they collected whatever was left on the Dastar Khan, and they went outside and dusted the Dastar Khan. And after a while, they saw the small boy picking up the pieces on that Dastar Khan and eating it. This incident is after Hajj in Medina. The Allama Zakar Osmani is narrating this incident. So I asked the boy, what does your father do? And he replied, I'm an orphan. So I asked the young boy, will you come with me to India? I will take care of you, feed you, clothe you, educate you, and make you an alim and bring you back and hand you over to your mother. <laughs> so, go and get permission from your mother. So she gave permission to her son as she was struggling to feed the rest of the family. He then asked, in your city, this young boy is asking Lama Zafar Osmani that yes, you're going to take me to India in your city, we will have chanade, chickpeas. So Malaya replied, it's plentiful in India. And this young boy now holds the hand and walks with me to Masjid al-Nabawi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and stood there. He looked at the masjid, and he looked at the Rosai Mubarak and its doors. And then, 
he asked me this question, if he will get this view there in India, will he ever get to see the Rosa Mubarak of Rasulullah? Will he ever be able to see the doors of Masjid al-Nabawi? So Mulana replied, if this was found in India, then why would I come here to Medina? When he heard that this is not possible in India, his expressions changed and he said to me, the young boy said to me, leave me. I won't come with you. If it's not found there, I will never leave this place. I will stay here hungry, thirsty, and by me seeing the Rosai Mubarak, my hunger and thirst will go away. Like up till today, I do it. That young boy cried, and when Hazrat Murana heard this beautiful word, that they cannot be the replacement of Masjid al-Nabawi and the Rosai Mubarak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So respected brothers, how fortunate are those brothers and sisters who Allah gave tawfiq, you know, as they said, Jannat me sab kus In Jannat, Allah will give us everything. Lekin Medina nahi hoga. Or dunya mein, and in this world, we may not have everything. We may not have Jannat, but we have Jannat katukra. Allah Pak send the peace from Jannat, which we all die to read namaz on. So may Allah Tara increase our love with ta'alluq. Mm-hmm. With Allah Rabbul Alameen, Habib Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Look at this young boy. He said, if I don't see this, I don't see the Rosai Mubarak of Rasulullah. I don't see the doors of Masjid al-Nabawi. I don't hear the Adhan of Masjid al-Nabawi. Then what's the use of me traveling all the way to India? Mm-hmm. As the Sahaba Ikram said, that when we were hungry, when we were starving, when we were sad and depressed, all we needed to do was to go to the Rosai to go to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One glance at the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and everything was fulfilled for them. The hunger is gone, the thirst is gone, and alhamdulillah, the love for Rasulullah increases. So may Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq, Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq to recite durood and salam as much as possible from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Rana, we have a few minutes. Let's see if you have any response from our brothers and sisters. I've got to... Uh, they experienced at the Rosai Mubarak what they felt, what mm. happened to them, and how their life changed once they came back to South Africa. I've got a sister who starts from Hawik. Uh, she's currently listening to you right now. And she says that, uh, of course, I'm re- uh, she's a revert sister who starts. Sorry about that. And she says that how much of love did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam give to his people? Uh, sister from Hawik, a revert sister who started... Well, if I didn't get the question, what about just once again? Gee, uh, the sister from Hawik, it's a revert sister. Uh, the question is, how much of love did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam give to his people? Ustad. Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Rasulullah's seeker. 1400 years ago, somebody cried for you. And begged Allah for forgiveness 1400 years ago. Someone cried for you. Somebody begged Allah for your forgiveness. We at the Ummah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He had a family who could praise him in the most beautiful words. But he still chose and made dua for who? For you and me. What was? Rasulullah's choice of dua, Allahumma kfir ummati. Allahumma kfir ummati. Allahumma kfir ummati. Allahu Akbar. Sahaba-i kiram had such great love for Rasulullah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Fattabi'uni yuhbibkumullah. Your true love, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sahaba-i kiram loved Rasulullah so much. They were asking of Rasulullah. But on one occasion, Rasulullah is making wudu. A group of Sahaba Ikram were collecting the water that was falling off Rasulullah's body parts, which he was washing in wudu and rubbing it on their face 
استبروا في بركة رسول الله أسكن Why are you all doing this? And they responded, Ya Rasulullah, we love you so much. Ya Rasulullah. Rasulullah said, if you love me so much, then always speak the truth. One, always look after a trust that's been trusted to you. And number three, be good to your neighbors. Allahu Akbar. Sahaba kiram expressing their love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam they collecting the water that's falling off Rasulullah's wuzu parts. And when Rasulullah questioned them, he said, Ya Rasulullah, we love you so much. That is why we're doing this. But Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam directed them that if you really love me, then follow me. We can read nats and nasheeds throughout our lives. But those two Aziz were friends. If we are not going to follow and walk in the footsteps of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then how are we going to prove ourselves on the day of Qiyamat our love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's dua was, Hey Allah, forgive my ummah. Allah, forgive them. Allah, make their sakarat easy. Allah, make it easy for them. Rasulullah begged Allah for three duas before he passed to Number one, Oh Allah, don't disfigure my ummah. You see the Bani Israel, when they were disobedient and went against the rules of Allah and His Rasul, Hadrat Musa salam, Allah Pak turned them into monkeys. They were speaking like humans, but Allah Ta'ala disfigured them, changed them into monkeys, and after three days they all died. Number two, oh Allah, never destroy my ummah totally. And the people of Hadrat Lut salam got involved in haram sodomy. Hadrat Lut salam made dua to Allah. Allah destroyed the entire ummah. They were crushed mm. and they were sunk into the ground. Allah destroyed all of them. Rasulullah made dua, Bari Ta'ala, whatever happens, don't destroy my ummah totally. Allah accepted this dua. You'll find floods, you'll find tsunamis, you find all types of destruction, but Allah will never destroy the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam totally. Allah will never wipe them out on the surface of this earth. But the third dua that Rasulullah made to Allah, O Allah, don't let my ummah fight amongst themselves. O Allah, don't let them lift the sword against each other. This dua was not accepted. So the point here is, on the day of Qiyamah, Rasulullah is going to intercede. The sister is asking a question. How much of love Rasulullah had for the Ummah? He got up the whole night and cried to Allah. Begging Allah, Allahumma khfir ummati. Allahumma khfir ummati. So respected brothers and sisters in Islam, this is a sacrifice that Rasulullah. So on the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will say to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, you can go into Jahannam and pick out every ummati of yours who read La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Al-Quran huwa shifa. Quran is shifa. Read any ayat of the Quran. As ulamai kiram have written, use the Quran. The Quran will testify for you or against you. But recite any passage of the Quran Allah will grant you shifa. Mm. So I hope that answers the question that the love that Rasulullah had when he was born, he said, Allahumma khfir ummati. When Rasulullah went for Miraj, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam, when Allah Pak said, Assalamu alayna, Assalamu alayka, At-tahiyyatu lillahi wa salawatu wa tayyibat, Assalamu alayka, ayyuhan nabiyyu, Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. What did Rasulullah say in response? Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. Even in the presence of Allah, Rabbul Alameen, who sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thought about us till the day of Qiyamah. Even Hazrat Abbas and his two sons who lowered Rasulullah's body in the cover, he said, we heard like lips movement we could see. Even in that halat, 
of passing away. The lips removing Allahumma khfir ummati. Allahumma khfir ummati. So what more can we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Fatabarakallah. Allah ta'ala grant us barakat in our lives. Chee Mulana. Allah Akbar, subhanAllah, subhanAllah. Well, we've got about uh, 10 minutes uh, left to start, and I see many, many listeners are with you um, uh, this evening and listening to the love of our beloved Nabi Kareem Muhammad Mustafa Jalab, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that um, if a person does not follow his sunnah, is it a major sin, Ustad? It's a major sin, Mulana. See, on the day of Qiyamah, uh-huh. Hudud sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be at the Hawzai Kawthar, beautiful fountain. The taste of the water of Kawthar is going to be sweet as honey, white as milk. When you drink it, you will be full forever. Mm. And Hudud sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will personally hand that over to you. Imagine the president giving you a glass of milk right now or something to drink personally, how elated will you feel? So on the day of Qiyamah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be at Hawzai Kawthar and with cups of that beautiful water, Mubarak water, Rasulullah will be giving each ummati to drink. And then a group of people will come. It's their turn, inshallah, to receive that from Rasulullah and the Farishtas will hold them back and say, Ya Rasulullah, they don't deserve this. You have no idea what did they do after your demise. They did not follow your sunnah. They did not follow your way. So they don't deserve this. Now can you imagine? And on the other side, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that when you follow the sunnah of Rasulullah, Alamai Kiram have written, Allah will give you four benefits. One, Allah will instill love in the hearts of people for you. You will see those brothers and sisters who recite Durood and Salam day and night. They have a glow on their face. There's a noor on their face. They look so handsome. So Allah Ta'ala will put the love for you in the hearts of people. You don't have to canvas you don't have to go and look for people to love you. Automatically, people will love you. That's one benefit. Mm-hmm. Number two, Allah will instill fear in the heart of the enemies. You see, when you have La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, in your heart, then Allah will instill. Your enemies will look at you and they will shiver. When the kuffar used to come, and see Rasulullah, he would be shivering for a month. This was the Jalal Allah had given Rasulullah, the Rob. And on the other side, when a person saw Rasulullah for the first time, he became Asik of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So coming back to your point, whether it's a big guna, definitely it's guna kabira mm. to leave out the sunnahs of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How can you love somebody? You're disobeying Rasulullah and verbally you're expressing love for Rasulullah. This is very strange because if you love somebody, you will obey that person. You'll follow in the footsteps. You are being disobedient to Rasulullah and you're expressing your love and saying to the whole world, I love Rasulullah. But you're disobeying Rasulullah by not following his sunnah and practicing on his sunnah. This is very strange in the world because the rule and principle is the person who you love, you are obedient to that person. Mm. So Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. These little sunnah that you and I are going to apply in our lives, Allah Ta'ala will make it easy for us in the akhirat and Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will intercede on our behalf mm. on the day of Qiyamah. Subhanallah, subhanallah. I see there's, a, there's another question, Ustad. Uh, it's from uh, Escort. And the sister also, it's a revered sister. She wants to know that uh, why did Nabi Sallallahu if he, of course, he is Rahmatulil Alameen, but why he had to fight in those battles, Ustad? 
Never did Rasulullah pick up the sword. Never did Rasulullah fight. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam continuously unveiled the message of Tawheed and Risalat. At times, Sahaba Ikram were getting frustrated. Ji, ya Rasulullah, these kufars are entreating you. Ya Rasulullah, and we don't have permission from you, from you to retaliate. You will study the life of Rasulullah in Makkah for 13 years. It was sabr, it was struggle, and Allah Ta'ala was waiting for the right opportunity for Rasulullah to migrate from Makkah to Medina. So if you study Rasulullah's life in Makkah, it was all about sabr, it was all about tolerance, it was all about delivering the message, going through hardships and suffering. And then when Allah Ta'ala asked the Prophet to make hijrat. And the first battle that was fought was the battle of Badr. Nabi Kareem never lifted his hand on any individual. Whether it's a slave, whether it's a male, never did Rasulullah raise his hands or use his hands. The only time Rasulullah defended Islam and defended himself was on the occasion of jihad, when the enemies of Islam were attacking the Sahaba, attacking Islam. Now you have to fight. Al-Jihadu mazin ila yomil qiyamah, till the day of qiyamah. It's our duty as Muslims to defend Islam, to stand up for the sunnah, to stand up for haq, to stand up for khatme nabuwat, to stand up for the azmat sahaba We will give our life. So never did Rasulullah use violence. It was always the kindness of the akhlaq or al-taf ko dekkar ghayb bhi kehte ho tum ho rahmatullil alamin. It was the akhlaq of Rasulullah. It was the mannerism of Rasulullah that those who were not Muslims when they saw the akhlaq of Rasulullah Allah gave them tawfiq to recite the kalima La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never ever hurt anybody or hit anybody. The only time Rasulullah fought was when he had to defend Islam and defend the deen of Allah. Subhanallah. Mm. Mm. We've got about uh, three minutes left and uh, maybe inshallah I was thinking that uh, uh, we should touch on uh, the passing away of our beloved Nabi Kareem Muhammad Mustafa Janab sallallahu alaihi wasallam, maybe next week, um, Thursday. I see many, many. Inshallah, Marana, inshallah, next week, let's inshallah discuss at length. Uh-huh. Marana, I promise you, every one of you are going to sob and cry when we are going to talk about the passing away of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Every human being, kullu nafsin zaikatul maut. His death. But how did Rasulullah's sickness start? What caused this extreme fever in Rasulullah's life? Rasulullah performed the last Hajj, gave that famous khutbah, khutbatul wida, beautiful masails. The last two words of Rasulullah: "As-salah, as-salah, wa ma malakat aymanukum." Be pardoned with your salah, be pardoned with your salah, read your salah on time, and look after those who are under your care. So, where does Rasulullah's journey towards the Akhirat start? After Rasulullah returns from Hajj, and then in the month of Rabiul Awal, 17 days plus minus, Rasulullah took ill. And in that interim period, what happened? Who led the salah? How did Rasulullah feel? How did Rasulullah give advice and nasihat to the Sahaba? How did Rasulullah explain to Hadrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala and the rest of the Sahaba? Very touching incidents and some of the events that took place before Rasulullah passed away. Hmm. So inshallah, 
hayati khairul lakum wa mamati khairul lakum rasulullah said my living is beneficial for you and my passing away is absolutely beneficial for you so this great lessons mulana and really if we start from the beginning and rasulullah took ill till rasulullah was buried what was the reaction of the sahaba mm. what did hazrat fatima radiyallahu ta'ala anha say ji when the sahaba ikram returned from burying rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam she asked him how did you all ever think that you are buried rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam ji allah taala give us tawfeeq mulana that as much as we talk about maulud nabi we should talk it's a great ibadat the birth of rasulullah and the events his childhood till he became a nabi of allah rabbul alamin all that is equally ibadat and sawab but we forget to talk about the passing away mm. of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam if we speak also it's very limited because if i have to ask some questions to our listenership out there about the passing of of, of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Unfortunately, very few of us will be able to answer this question. Somebody... So, inshallah, next week, Mulana, uh-huh. inshallah, we will pass, talk about what happened to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and how did Rasulullah pass away and what is the status of Rasulullah. Our akira is this, Mulana, the place where Rasulullah. First of all, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is alive in his kabr. Hayatun Nabi, mm-hmm. Rasulullah is alive. That's why. it is haram it was haram it is haram that nobody was allowed to marry rasulullah's wives after rasulullah passed away because rasulullah is hayat in his qabr there is many hadiths many ayats of the quran we are not going to go into the debate or discussion mm-hmm. our aqida is ulama ahli sunnah who love allah and his rasul is rasulullah is hayatun nabi is alive in his qabr one ji the place where rasulullah is buried the sand that is touching the body of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is far greater in status ji than anything in the world that is our aqida that's our love for rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam <laughs> so yes mana inshallah allah give us tawfeeq if we are alive inshallah we will take this topic and inshallah unfold it for the umma to learn and take heed. Ustad, there's two, Allah two Allah questions, Ustad. Two quick questions. One is that uh, listener saying that I live in a home where if I want to act on the sunnah, I am made fun of. I am ridiculed. I struggle a lot, Mulana Salim. I feel ashamed as I stop myself from practicing. That's one question. The other listener says from overseas, why was Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam buried in his home? Ustad, the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam there was one discussion mulana when rasulullah passed away sahaba ikram had to establish that where is rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam going to be buried there was a discussion so some of the sahaba felt that rasulullah was born in makkah so huzur sallallahu alaihi wasallam should be buried in makkah some of them said now rasulullah passed away in madina so huzur sallallahu alaihi wasallam will be buried in Medina. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala who became the Khalifa when law and order was established. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq went on to the member and he stood there and he said وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرَّسُولٌ that all you Sahaba mm-hmm. all you Muslims listen Ama Muhammadun illa Rasul. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala refused to accept that Rasulullah has passed on. He stood with his sword there and he said, whoever says that Rasulullah has passed away, I'll behead him. Mm. Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala is crying on one side. Hazrat Osman al-Ghani, Sahaba'i kiram are restless. Rasulullah is no more. Hazrat Abu Bakr, Allah had given him the strength, takes the member and he said, I heard from my own ears rasulullah saying that a nabi is buried where he passes away mm. so that is why rasulullah was buried in the room of hadrat aish 
Allah Ta'ala. Because this is the sunnah that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala made for the prophets and especially for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That wherever Rasulullah passed away, that's going to be the place where he's going to be buried. Then the two types of cover. You have like the box type and you have the other one, the ship cover, where you dig into the side. Now the decision came, what type of a cover must we dig for Rasulullah? Mm. So Sahaba Ikram said, well, tomorrow morning, the person who comes first, he will give him the opportunity to dig the cover to which style he wants. And Allah made it such. A Sahabi came who is to dig the cover with you dig towards the side and make the body lie in there. He came first and he was given the opportunity to dig the cover of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Question arose when Rasulullah passed away. Was Rasulullah given ghusl with his clothes on or was his clothes removed? Allah Ta'ala again special favor on Rasulullah that Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was given ghusl with his clothes on. Allahu Akbar. So, Marana, there are such beautiful uh, incidents that will come forward that, inshallah, it will enrich and enlighten the ummah at large. Okay, what happened to our Prophet Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Mm. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq. Amen. Of course, inshallah, we're looking forward for next week, Thursday, inshallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you and accept you, inshallah. Uh, we will be speaking to you tomorrow, inshallah, Ustad, between 10 to half past 10. Shukran, inshallah, we'll speak on the nikah, nikah program, inshallah. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran, I got one request. Shukran, I got one request. You promised to do it for me. Gee, and what's that, Ustad? I was listening to the 99 names of Allah and ulama kiram have written it is a thousand names for Rasulullah. I got a kitab some gifted me from, from India. Uh-huh. Such beautiful attributes and names for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. And I think you were playing it for little Abu Bakr. Uh, yes, time, five years yes, old. Ustaz, and he was gee. taking the names of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasalam, and you got Josh. <laughs> You got carried away so now and making a request to you, Murana. You are going to go home, and Allah has given you two MashaAllah children as you are singing Jesus. and reading that Nazam. Please read it for your two Masum angels, and Allah Ta'ala will reward you Ameen. and grant you Ajrazi. Ameen. Jazakumullah khairan, Ustad. I will definitely do that, inshallah, for my little. I'm going to ask Papa, inshallah, <laughs> if you did it, Murana. Don't you worry about that. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I knew he's going to say that. Wa alaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Six minutes after 10 South African time, uh, the nasheed that my beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad was speaking about is this one here. I think it's in Arafat's collection, volume 14. Just take a listen to it. 30 seconds and then inshallah, we're going to terminate the show.